but we're talking about the most brilliant mind this world has ever seen. See, see, see. Hey guys, welcome to a bonus episode of What's She On About? I'm Mitzi, and today's episode is brought to you by the letter B. And the number 24, just because it's my favorite. It's a bonus episode dedicated to Bastille. As you might have guessed by now, I have full-on infatuations and obsessions you know about Idris already. And this band is one of them. I'm actually here in Las Vegas to see them for the second time this year and eighth time overall. And I'll be seeing them again at the Novo um, on the 19th, the day before this airs. Now Kat's sitting this one out, but I'll have two guests with me, fellow um, Bastille fans, fellow Stormers as they're called. So fair play, this episode will be all about Bastille and their music. And if you're not aware of who they are, let's start the episode with their biggest hit, Pompeii. So that was Bastille's Pompeii, their most commercial hit to date that was ubiquitous when it came out. Like, to be honest, I even hated it for a second. It was on so much. Obviously, I've come around again, and I love it. So now I have two special guests with me here. One is Carolina. Carolina, say hi. Hello. And I have Joanne, who I actually just met. Say hi. Hello. (laughs) So I thought, you know what? It's better to have straight up fans on the episode to talk all about Bastille and how much we love them. Now, mind you, I'm not as hardcore as you guys are. Like, you've been to how many shows? Yeah, I've been to, this will be my 14th. Oh my god. And what about you, Joanne? I think this will be my 18th. Oh my god, I'm like a relative baby stormer. (laughs) Honestly, like, this is like maybe my 8th or ninth show. So, like, I have nothing on you guys. That's nothing still a at lot. all. Yeah. 
So, when was the first time you guys saw Bastille in concert? Do so, you remember? So, I saw them for the first time. It was April 2014. And I saw them in Austin, Texas at um, a little venue called Emos. Oh, and nice. it's actually like 2,000 capacity probably. Oh, super so, small. Yeah, it was really small. And it was actually really nice to see them there. They were still a relatively small band. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their backdrop was just like some black sheet with <laughs> triangles on it. It was, right. really, it was really nice. Oh, that's great. What about you? I saw them in December of 2013. Wow. They were actually opening for Phoenix. Oh, okay. And I saw them in St. Louis, and I still kick myself for not like trying to meet them after the gig, because right. they were so small back then. Right, back then they would have been like dead easy. Yeah. Oh so. my goodness. I, I think my first concert was actually um, in Pomona, and you know, for me, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, they sang that song, but I really like that cover that they did by Miley Cyrus. Oh, because oh, that's when I realized that you can hear Dan's accent when he's singing, yes. which I absolutely <laughs> love. So I was like, yeah, you know what? If they came out and did a concert, I'd totally go to it. And so my friend told me about it, and I got tickets for it, and unfortunately... <laughs> Fortunately, unfortunately, whatever. I went home early and I was like, oh, I'll just take a quick nap. And I almost missed the concert. Oh, no. all together. <laughs> but as you know, I woke up and I was like, oh my God. And I just jumped in the car and I headed straight over there. And I was like, okay, this is a really good show. Until Dan started singing Bad Blood and he's flinging himself around <laughs> and the hood's coming on. And I'm like, oh my God, I love this white boy. <laughs> Doing his like, full body headband. Exactly, yes. his full body headband. I was like, oh my God, I love this. And then he sang, um, no scrubs. Yes. And I was like, let oh, me find out these English boys know TLC. <laughs> I had no idea. And of course, like afterwards, I fell into a total like Bastille YouTube hole and was watching oh, like oh, video yeah. after all been video. There. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Discovering them for the first time. You mentioned that you regret that you didn't meet them then, but did, have you met the band? Yes, a few times. You have. Yeah. When was the first time you met them? Um, it was in Milwaukee at Summerfest. Oh, cool. My friend actually won the radio meet and greet contest, so I was her plus one. Oh, so that, nice. It was really quick, oh, but bless. definitely worth it. <laughs> have you met them again since? Yeah, I met, um, I went to the Gramercy Park gig. Okay. And I kind of ran into Dan in the lobby. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I think I plot. (laughs) I literally think I plot. What about you? I mean, you, I know. You've met them, like, God knows how many times. In fact, just this week, right? Yes, just this week. I just met them in, I'm from Texas, so Mm -hmm. I went to their Houston, San Antonio, and Dallas shows. Okay, and we're talking like a tour of fucking Texas. You know how big Texas is. <laughs> it's pretty Like, awesome. and we're talking hardcore because you were like there like mad early, staying for the show, then driving overnight to the next location. Like, yes, it was, it was dedication. a lot of fun, it was so tiring. I'm sure. Yeah, so Houston was actually the first one, and mm-hmm. that's the first one of this past Texas tour. And that's when I accidentally won the sound check and meet and greet into that accidentally because it was for a radio right and i don't live in houston so 
I had no idea of, ha- of knowing that they were having sound check and meet and greet sure. contests and all that stuff. Sure. So we had been there like since nine in the morning, some people earlier, a little bit earlier than me. And about like through 4 p.m., the radio people, they come up to us and they're like, hey guys, so how long have you been waiting here? We're like, oh, we told them, oh, okay, so have you guys ever met Bastille before? And some of them had it and some of us had We're like, yeah. He's like, oh, okay, do you guys want to go into sound check and meet and greet? <laughs> It was just like, what? Of course we do, right? Some girls started crying. And it was it was so funny. I'm not going to lie. A tear might have come to my eye. <laughs> and, and it was crazy. So I asked, you know, why is this happening to us? I'm not this lucky. So they said that the original meet and greet winners didn't show up. What the they, H? How do you I win? Know. I don't and then don't that. show up? That is I don't understand it, but I'm not complaining. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not so mad at it. it. Was, they had like up to 4.15 to show up. Like only one of them showed up. So the radio people were nice enough to take those like hardcore fans that had been waiting there since the morning inside. And it was just re- a really awesome experience. I had never gotten to see it. I, I've seen them so many times and I had never gotten the experience of going to an actual meet and greet or yes. going to um, a sound check. Right yes. Now. Oh my god, that must have been so awesome. Like, I've always dreamed of going to a sound check. I think that would be like just. Me too. It was just, it was just crazy cool. (laughs) Well, you were actually with me when I met, I haven't met all of the band members, but you were actually there when I met um, Will Will. and uh, Kyle. That was actually the first thing we met. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Show. Like, um, so after, I think it was, um, it was a holiday show and I think it was like December of 2015. Mm-hmm. I promised myself that I would act like an adult and I wouldn't try to stalk them and look for them after the show. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get some pizza, <laughs> get a beer, whatever. And then I'll head back because I did have to head back to work the next day. And I come out and I'm like, oh shit, I think that's Kyle. Oh my god, I think that's Kyle. I was like, oh my god, I think that's Kyle. So I was like, Kyle? He's like, yeah. I was like, ah! I was like, do you mind if we take a picture? And he was mm-hmm. like, yeah, sure, no problem. And I was like, my hand's shaking. Like, hello, grown up. But completely fangirled and was like, oh my god, my hand's shaking. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. He was like, well, don't do that. <laughs> he actually said that. He did. He said, don't do that. I was like, I'll try that. And of course, he was smizing in it, as he always does in all of his pictures, smiling with his eyes. And then um, I also noticed that Will was there. Yes. And then I think and you might have been nearby when I still to this day do not remember what I said to him. But he was like, are you English? And I was like, no. He was like, I could have sworn you sounded English just then. I was like, yeah, no, I just want to be English. As you guys know, you can hear me with my fake Madonna-like accent on every episode of this podcast. Um, so yeah, I got called out for it by the basis of the band that I love for my fake accent. He was so nice. Like, he gave me a hug and we took pictures. And then like, afterwards, like, I went back and was like, can I take another picture? And I think, I, I don't yeah. remember if, if that was the one that you ended up taking for me. I'm not sure. Probably, I think so. Yeah. My mom was there too. She's, yeah. she's in love with Will. How could is. you not be? Of course. So I was there taking her picture, and I, I'm pretty sure I took I think you too. ended up taking that picture for me too, which mm-hmm. was just like crazy. Now, do you guys have a favorite song? I think it's there's like four different favorites. Okay, <laughs> tell me. Um, Laughter Lines. Oh my god, I love that song! 
blood. I have to say the first time I heard Bad Blood, that was the song that I gravitated towards. Oh, really? And that was a song that was playing over and over again as I was racing to that first concert. Oh, and then yeah. they played it. Yeah. So that was oh, like that's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I love they don't play that very no, they don't play that very often. Not, I love not recently. Yeah, um, exactly. And then it would be Laura Palmer. Okay. And Glory. Okay. And Fake It. Oh my god, oh, Fake yes. It. I love did fake you guys die or did you die when at the Apple Music Festival Craig David comes out and sings Oh, oh yeah, that yeah. was awesome. That I gotta crazy. say, I'm pretty sure I lost my shit in, <laughs> the, in the driveway of my job as I'm listening to it because of the time difference. I was like, I'm listening to it on my phone. I'm like, oh, thank God I have an iPhone that I can actually do this. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder who it's gonna be. I was like, is it gonna be Rationale? Like, I was literally live tweeting, like, who's it gonna be? Is it gonna be Rationale? And I was like, oh my God, it'd be so cool if it's Craig David. And then it's oh, like, really? <laughs> I was like, oh my god! I literally almost died. That was died, such a great performance. Yeah, it really was. What about you? Favorite song? So, I think my favorite songs mostly come from Bad Blood. Okay. And my favorite would be Poet. Oh my god, I love oh, Poet. That's, that's another thing. one. It's so Obsession, beautiful. it takes yeah. control. Oh, that's yeah. first line. The lyrics of that song yeah, are just so like good, a yeah. masterpiece. Oh, it's so good. I like poet skulls because mm-hmm. I'm in oh, love good, of yeah. how morbid and beautiful at the same time it is. And I you mean, put me onto that. Like I think really? you might have tweeted me. You tweeted about it, and you're like, "Oh, you it's know, we still, need justice for skulls. Like if they would play it or something, yeah. it'd be so awesome." And I've never heard dream. it. It's still my dream. I've never heard it live. Oh, yeah, I, I have caught it. That's it. Have you? Lucky mm-hmm. Oh my god, such a great song. Never heard it live. You know, it's still. I'm. My hopes are kind of dwindling away yeah. as they come out with more. <laughs> Maybe more one day. One day. But one day it might happen. Yeah. Skulls and from Wild World, I love Glory. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I think that's one that like a lot of people really, have gravitated yeah, you know, towards. It absolutely, for love. sure, it's a really good one. For me, I off the new album, obviously, "Winter of Our Youth," <laughs> and the oh, fact yes. that we may actually hear it tonight at tonight's show, I am dying, like Incredible. absolutely dying. Like I was like tweeting them for three months to try to get them to play hashtag yes. winter of our youth in Vegas. And it looks like it actually might happen, but there's so many that I love for wild world. And I think it might be because, um, bad blood had already come out and I discovered them like a little bit later oh, okay. with, with, um, with bad blood, but with wild world, it was like waiting for it coming Rare. at the beginning, mm-hmm. waiting for it and stuff. And then I actually had, um, a small health scare, like right before the album was coming out. Okay. And it turns out that, um, they were performing at Jimmy Kimmel and then they were also doing an album release party that a really super cool co-worker was able to get me into so it took my mind off of the upcoming procedure that was happening like the two performances and then one of those performances, the Jimmy Kimmel one, you could buy the album early. Oh, so okay. I, yeah, and, it, and they and they signed it. So mm-hmm. I bought the album and I listened to it like a gazillion times the night before the procedure. My oh, friend who was okay. kind enough to take me to there, I was like, can we listen to it on the way there? And oh. then like in the room, I'm like hearing four walls like over and over again, like <laughs> oh, in my gosh. head. Yeah. So like the album has like total special meaning for me because of that. So a lot of my favorite songs are on Wild World. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Four Walls and Blame, They're Power, Warmth, Final Hour. Yo, that, oh, there's, isn't that a great yeah. one from that the Target so exclusive. Yes. It is 
such a great one. But from Bad Blood, absolutely love Laughter Lines and Poet, like you said. Mm-hmm. Also love These Streets. Oh yeah, my that's gosh. A that's a great one. And, of course, The Draw. And the fact that when they play this song, they totally, like, go apeshit and lose their minds and become, like, rock band, right. like, Charlie's band, you know, and, like, all of them. I absolutely, absolutely love it. Now, are there any songs that you don't like? Or like less, actually, I should say? Like, a little bit less? Yeah, I guess, like, less would be better because I yes. still like it, yeah. you know? There's no song that I'll skip, right? you know? But I think... And it's not that I don't like the song because the lyrics are awesome. The chorus is like super great. You know, mm-hmm. I have a lot of fun listening to it. But it's just in an act of kindness. The way mm-hmm. he sings the word kindness. Kind. He me up every time. And I'm like, why did he do that? I mean, maybe in hindsight, you know, I, it sounds good. Right, you know, yeah. his voice is amazing. It yeah. still sounds good. But I just think it's the funniest thing ever the way he That's sings right. that word. Right. And since the first time I heard it, I was like, why did he do that? <laughs> funny but i you know it's just it'll i guess it kind of puts me off the song a little bit yeah, but yeah, not I but i mean it doesn't at the same time because i still listen to it i love the chorus right. and that's a good meaning behind it so, right 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 yeah. you uh, i don't really like so i mean i have my favorites mm-hmm. but i have like i guess like maybe daniel and dan i don't listen to as much mm-hmm. so that's kind gotcha. of like yeah that one's like kind of songs, pushed off to the side but it's not that i don't like it that. sure just, for me there's it. there's a few that i like less like i'd be okay if i didn't hear them like weight of living i've oh. always thought like weight of living like take that out and put winter apart you know? <laughs> put skulls yeah. or skulls you I know what i mean durban skies i was oh, i was just listening oh, to that gosh. on the plane ride over here what's a great yeah. song if they ever go back there i'm gonna have to go just so the just plane so you can hear it because i think the only time they ever played it was when they were in yep. south africa you know and i've heard like theories of like what the song is about I mean, I think it's like the most beautiful thing. Oh, ever. yeah. You know, it's just like really relatable also to like myself and my family, I think. Yeah. And I love that song. Oh, maybe one day. It's a great We'll one. have to fly to South There's Africa. There's so many great ones that you're yeah. just like, oh, for which fuck's one do you sake. Pick? <laughs> Please have like a three hour concert. Exactly. And just play all. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> I'll need to take like five days off of work afterwards. But yeah, exactly, exactly. And they'll need some time to recover. But like one, at least maybe one mega show where you play all the deep cuts. Mm, right. You know, like Bad News. Yeah, the Driver. And, oh, the man. Driver. That's another great one. I've heard The Driver live. Have you? Really yeah. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Amazing. And actually, I was at the show where, you know, this is my luck, right? <laughs> so, um, they, it was during the All This Bad Blood tour, which yeah. is, was like late 2014. Mm-hmm. And they had been playing Skulls throughout the tour. And it was right when they played Austin, which was at, they had like a little break before continuing like their tour in Austin. Like sure. it was the first show. And they actually switched out Skulls and played The Driver for the first time live. Oh, at that show God. and I love the driver of course so it was like happy but sad yeah. <laughs> happy but sad you're like oh why did you have and to I swap it out for like, another oh, favorite man. I just remember it was like this is okay sure I'll yeah. just take it <laughs> yeah I was just like fine I guess if I have to live with it I will mm-hmm. oh my goodness now do you guys um between bad blood versus wild world I know that's like a common question that everybody asks mm-hmm. is do you have a favorite is it kind of the same it's kind of the same. Yeah, I don't know if it's more of a favorite or if it's like I've had like three years to listen to it. Sure. It's like Bad Blood. So I've had more time yeah. with every song. You know, I've heard it right. a bunch of times. Yeah. And, you know, I really love like the whole, 
you know, what they've done with the album. And I don't know if they just haven't, you know, Wild World just came out, so they haven't had enough time to do everything they've planned, you know. Right. right. The releases and, you know, with uh, all the videos Wild World and communication like and stuff. I yes. think it's awesome. So, you know, there's more to come oh with this album. God. Yeah. And this, so. that Wild World Communications is just so freaking clever. I think yeah. so And, like, cool. you guys have been to, like, the actual full-on Wild World tour and experience so you guys have seen like all the videos mm-hmm. and like the hours and hours that they must have recorded to just have that stuff playing oh, yeah. just mm-hmm. as they're swapping out from like the support band Mondo Cosmo yeah. to them like and that video is constantly playing the guy mm-hmm. who plays um are we calling him Laszlo Panaflex the guy I maybe I've heard, I heard that I've heard that yeah mm-hmm. But, um, and I can't think of the name of the actor that they hired to do this for them, but mm-hmm. he is fantastic. He's, he's so sitting good. there, like, <laughs> eating his cookies, you know, and then here are the guys coming in. Like, <laughs> I'm sitting in the background. Yo, so the first funny. time I saw that, I was like, oh my god, wait! That's so cool. Or when they come out and they're doing, like, a little bit of massage. Oh, yeah. and he's like, it's okay, like, clean, get in there. Get in like get in there and do that to me it's just it's really it was really 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 clever just not even those videos but everything that they did leading up to it and everything that they've done since with the WWE it's just so different from everything else I've seen you know I mean we're all fans of different bands but sure of course it's just so different it's unique it is which is what I really I really think it is and I mean they have like really committed to it you know because that's the other thing it could Mm -hmm. be like all right, this was a little thing just to launch um, the album and we will like alright once it's you know we've launched the album as we continue we'll let it go but yeah. they have it and it's great I really think I, that's Dan I think he's got that personality where mm-hmm. he wants to because the soon right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that vision. that's probably why it was like soon 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 it's until like they could get vision has to happen right. I mean it's awesome but that soon my god that was giving us all like I think PTSD every time he <laughs> I really, I'm really triggered about it <laughs> yes. exactly Dang it, Dan, stop saying stop it. Saying it. <laughs> it's like that stupid word. Totally a tease. All right. So I guess the big question that I would ask you both is, what do you like about Bastille that you guys will travel to see them? Because obviously, you know, you live in Texas mm-hmm. and you live in Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois, here we're, and I live in LA, and we're all here in Vegas. You went to the Brooklyn show, you went all over Texas, but you've been other places as well. Like, what is it about them that gets fans? I mean, and we've met people who've like flown cross country, yes. across like halfway around the mm-hmm. world to come and see them. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think it is about them that, like, for you guys, what right. is it about them that makes you? I know I've always kind of found. Like, when I first discovered them, I was actually hit by a car. Oh, And wow. that's kind of, like, the music I listened to mm. when I was recuperating. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had that, you know, it was there for me in an important time. Right. And it seems that what I always kind of go back to is listen to them. Mm-hmm. I've had several things go on recently, and it's, like, just my comfort it's zone. It's like a touchstone. Mm-hmm. And even, like, the couple times meeting them, they're such nice guys. And that helps so much, too. Sure. Like, you're supporting yeah. people that really love what they do. Sure. And, and they, they have such a great relationship exactly. with their fans, I think. So that's kind of what it is for me. 
And I think it's also just the fact that they're so down to earth, like, Mm -hmm. again, with what they're so nice. And honestly, like, I don't have to have met them so many times and talk to them to love this band. Right. Like, it's just, like, their music. And I think a lot of people, like, get into, like, a certain band in a way. Um, I started listening to them when I was in high school still. Mm -hmm. And I was going through some things, you know, internally and stuff. And they were the first band that I had really, like, started listening to, like, really in, in... in detail, I guess, and sure. pay attention. And they were like, their music was there for me, right. you know, and in a way where like other people couldn't be or whatever, you know, and then sure. you go to their show and you meet them and they're exactly what you expect them to be like down to earth, nice guys who really appreciate you. And who, when they talk to you, they don't make you feel like you're, you're wasting their time sure, or yeah. anything like that. And I think it's just something that makes you want to keep coming back. And, yeah. you know, along with like their production is so cool. They pour their heart into everything they mm-hmm. do, their music, mm-hmm. you know, it's produced and made by, you know, Dan and, and uh, Mark. Right. You know, it's so, it's like and organic, you know, every there's not 50 people behind one song, you know, sure. editing it or people writing the songs, you know, you know that the lyrics in the songs that, you know, we all fall in love with come yeah. from them. Right. You know? So I and just it's think, not like overly produced. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. these four guys, they're playing it, they're writing it, they're creating it. I would definitely have to agree with you guys. I, um, you know, for me, my, my, I think, all time, just because I think I'm a little older than you guys, all time, I think my favorite band is U2, because I've been with them for a long time, but I have to say, like, Bastille, like, falls right after that, because because of um, their work ethic, because of the music, because of who they are, you know, and how they'll reach out to their fans, you feel like you almost know them mm-hmm. a little bit and it's because you know they obviously they, they run all of their own accounts yes. and they'll respond to you sometimes yeah. or they'll respond to others like when you reach out and you ask them things and mm-hmm. stuff so I think all, it, it kind of like all combines and coalesces to make it like oh my god I love these guys and then on top of that yeah. you really like the music mm-hmm. you know like I, I really liked a lot of songs on Bad Blood and I was worried I was like okay it's their sophomore album oh, yeah. am I gonna like Wild it was World? definitely yeah. scary me too it was you know and so I ended up going to a uh, listening event like a couple of days before the album mm-hmm. came out and I was like please god and I'm like sitting on this couch and I was like oh my god I love <laughs> and I was so so excited about it because mm-hmm. I was like, these guys are just fantastic in so many different styles and like a, you know, and like you guys said, they just they just they feel genuine. Yes, and yes. I think that's what it is. They they feel absolutely everyone genuine. kind of falls in love with besides their music, of course. Yeah, it's just awesome. Yeah, and so I actually um, from our Twitter account put out a hashtag. That was hashtag WSOA Bastille, and it was like, tell us what you like about Bastille and why you like them. And so I want to say thank you first to Sally at Bastille Van, and I don't know their names, but at Bastille France and at Bastille uh, Germany, which is D-E, Bastille Mexico and Bastille Belgium, they all reposted um, the hashtag for me and the question why do you like Bastille so I thought I'd read a couple of these because I think you know they, they're probably a little bit more eloquent than I am in terms of like why they like Bastille so the first person to actually respond was Charlotte and she's at Clary Grace Pryor she's the one that actually came up with the Bastille Insider Snapchat yeah, which right, you yeah. guys if you're Bastille fans you absolutely have to follow it, it is mm-hmm. you feel like you are at the tour you've been a Bastille yes, Insider was, a couple of times yeah I was for the 
Houston and the San Antonio show. Which was fantastic because we got a little bit of tour of Texas while yeah. we're doing it. You know, and then also just seeing the dedication and the hard work of you, like, being there for hours and mm-hmm. hours waiting. And then great videos, including Charlie freaking Barnes, <laughs> like, killing it. Killing it. Always. Just killing it. Mm-hmm. Always. Because he's such a As badass. usual. Yeah. So, um... Like I said, and Charlotte's also a great um, artist as well, oh, yeah, which yeah. She's, um, she's made some great Bastille art, mm-hmm. uh, which is all I've actually seen. I haven't seen any of her other art, but her Bastille art is just amazing. Mm-hmm. So at Clary Grace Pryor, she says, I like them because their music inspires me to be creative. They're also really down to earth and lovely guys, like you guys said. At Harold Flower, their music inspires me to be unique and they're an example that fame doesn't change people. Iconic guys, Lithuania misses them. At Two Evils, their music is original and exciting, plus the members themselves stand for the right causes and have relatable interests and are so kind. At Piku underscore Sealy, they always follow their dreams, work so hard, and aren't afraid to stand for important things. The fandom is another family. Which is true, because like here we are, sitting here, yeah. <laughs> recording this episode, and I think I met you, at this point, it might have been almost two years ago? It was like a year Because it was at that half. December 2015 mm-hmm. show, December 2015, right? You know, yeah. and I just met Joanne. Yep. New friends. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we literally just ran into like a whole bunch of other people yeah. that we kind of know because of Twitter and the fandom yeah. going back and forth, yes. and... It's just amazing. And I've also seen stories of people who have met on Twitter because they're all fellow stormers yep. and like they're visiting each other. Yeah. And that like they've literally become friends. So it almost becomes, and I know it sounds sappy, y'all. So don't give me shit for it. But like it almost becomes like like a little family. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, you know what does. I mean? And they just like bring so many people mm-hmm. together, I think, which is amazing. Yes. Um, at World Bollocks, she couldn't. She? I can't remember if it's she or he, but couldn't keep it to one tweet. And so it's like, I love it because it gives me a sense of meaning. Like, I can do something with my life in this wild world. And I love Dan a lot. <laughs> because when I listen to your music, I feel like a part of something bigger. Like, I can change the world. Plus, I love you, Dan. <laughs> and she's like, because Dan is quite beautiful to draw. <laughs> Bastille Fueled. I like Bastille because their music is really unique and carries a lot of meaning. Plus, they're wonderful people and very caring. At Ode to Titles, that they're so real. They never change their clothes. It's a huge inspiration. I love them. And the fact that they came to the Brits Award in the tomb... <laughs> Oh, that oh, one is yeah. actually awesome. Isn't that just that amazing? just, like, supports all our statements yes, of them right. being normal, regular, down-to-earth yes. guys. Honestly, I but honestly, <laughs> I honestly think I would shit my pants. <laughs> like, on the tube, like, la, la, la. And I look up, and there's Dean, or, like, Kyle, you know what looking, I mean? Yeah. Looking mighty fine. Yeah, yes. exactly. Like, I would probably, for sure, lose my shit. Um, at Stormer of Bastille says, I like them because they're making my life better. They inspire me every day. At... Ooh, but I don't even know how to pronounce this. X-O-C-H-T-I-L-L-E. I really love Bastille because they don't fit into a box. They make great music with no limits outside of the status quo. At Michael underscore Wilford, adore their harmonies. And Woody the Drum, at Woody the Drum, has been such an influence on my drumming. Which I think is 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 so great. That, you know, like they're amazing. also inspiring people yeah. to... You know, pursue their music dreams at least. Exactly, their music dreams, but also like their art as well. Like oh, they are really this cool. oh, fandom, yeah. like some of the like the drawings, artists, the artists are just insane. oh my god, like so much um, 
what's the OPC? Oh yeah. Oh, like yeah. those mm-hmm. are just like wow, those unbelievable. There's mm-hmm. someone else, and I'm oh, I feel so bad that I'm blanking on the name, but she did. She literally did these amazing illustrations for every title um, on Wild World. Wasn't that Charlotte? Charlotte, no, um, Charlotte did it as Burton's well. Smart. Jolene did it too. Like the watercolor Jolene Golightly yep. or something like Yes, those the were, ones. oh them. my god, mm-hmm. just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. Like you can, yeah. those, you can hang up on your Yeah, absolutely you can. Absolutely you can. They're beautiful. just absolutely gorgeous. Maureen Peehan, she was like, I'm so sorry. Can I just email you what I want to say? I can't keep it to 140 characters. <laughs> so she says, their music is unique, incredibly rich, and mind-blowing. I love that they use samples. They're the kindest people I've ever met. They're fantastic live. They have great taste in music, film, art. They're so appreciative of their fans and truly care about important issues in the world. They're also hilarious. The whole concept they built with WW Comps is genius. And they have Charlie Barnes. (laughs) (laughs) We all have to agree with that because he is... So Charlie Barnes is, I guess, technically not part of officially of the foursome that makes up Bastille but they needed another player to help when they're touring touring. Mm -hmm. exactly for touring and so they brought on Charlie has it been like a year now maybe I feel like it has because he was there when we saw them in 2015 that's true Mm -hmm. that's true so it's been like it's been a a minute yeah Yeah. and I know that when I saw them um I think I saw them earlier that year in Los Angeles, and it, had, it was his first time to Los oh, Angeles, okay. so that was cool. Um, and I was like, "Oh, all right, he looks like a mini Kyle." Back then, <laughs> yeah, back then it was hard. Like you see pictures, it was. Oh, like, like literally, yeah. Kyle was here and he was behind him, and I was like, "Oh, it's that like close? Mini, exactly, my seeing double, exactly, it's calm back then." But God, he's been such an amazing addition because he also has like this. He does harmonies with Dan mm-hmm. so well. And his his voice is just oh, which is why that that new um, fake it version for Spotify sessions. Yes, oh, wow. love it so so good. At Tammy Fant says, I love Dan's unique voice and lyrics. Their kindness, they and fans seem like a big family. Hopefully that never changes. And I think I talked about this before, but the fact that you can actually hear Dan's accent when oh, yeah. he's singing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And it also contributes to my fake Madonna-like accent <laughs> as well. Because I'll listen to it, you know, and he'll... I, right now I'm blanking on, like, one of his songs, but I'm like, yeah, that's not how you normally say it in conversation because mm-hmm. you're from Brooklyn. But now that you listen to Dan say it, you're like, okay, yeah, I'll just say it this way. It's perfectly yeah. fine. <laughs> we all adopt the English accent when we, hear, when we sing the songs. It's so funny. I'm like, what am I doing? Exactly. <laughs> I'm singing with a British accent. <laughs> <laughs> and you know better, but you're like, oh, whatever. <laughs> um, at Brittany Admin says, Bastille is a band close to my heart as the music and lyrics speak to me. More so since the lyrics are weird. It's music for my soul. <laughs> Um, at La Lune Descent says their music is so beautiful and meaningful and they're geniuses with the whole WWCOMS concept. They also give good hugs, which I can only attest to Will, but he gives great hugs. Yeah, I Fantastic think they all hugs. Do. I think Kyle, he gives some pretty Does he? great hugs. Also, oh, yeah. Bless. Some I love tight Kyle. hugs. You know how hugs should be. <laughs> exactly. I love Kyle. He actually put me on to this podcast called If I Were You, which I started listening to and became obsessed with. Mm -hmm. And I think it was right around the time that he actually, him and um, 
his friend Adam, they actually did a theme song because they collect theme songs for both the beginning and the end of the podcast. And they did a theme song for it. Oh, and I was yes. like, oh, what episode? And, and Kyle actually responded to me and told me what it was. And I was like, oh, my God. So I started listening <laughs> to that podcast, then got into podcasts. And hello, now I have my own podcast. So I'd like to thank you for that, Kyle, if you ever listen to this. Um, and actually, I think a couple of episodes for that podcast, they actually played one of my theme songs that I came up for, oh, that really? I came up with for them on GarageBand. It's absolute shit. I didn't even put my name <laughs> to it. Like, I, so use, <laughs> I, know, right? I use Koi Daggers as my, like, code name. <laughs> Rather than even saying my own name, what I was going to do when I submitted it was say, hey, I don't want to shout out or plug to anything, but if you could ask Kyle and Adam to do another fake theme song for you, that would be awesome. And then I chickened out and just sent it. (laughs) I know. I should have said something. Um, At Other Heartache says, their music and everything they do is absolutely mind-blowing. I've met many people through this band, and I thank them for it. At Love For A Band, they're bold enough to explore different styles and still manage to keep the integrity of their music intact while doing it. At Who's Non-Listed, the first time I heard Bastille, I thought I was having heart trouble. It felt like someone literally was stroking my heart. <laughs> Which That's I a nice way to describe it. Exactly. At Lethargic Dan says, their music has helped me get through the most difficult times of my life. They are so caring and loving to their fans also, which I think we've definitely talked about. And I mean, you mentioned sort of discovering them and, and listening to them, like when you um, were in your accident, yeah, you know, same thing for me with Wild World when I was going through like my little procedure. And so, you know, I, I don't know if they recognize and I hope they do how much fans like one really appreciate it, but two that like, and I'm sure they do because they're musical as well. Yeah, they like mm-hmm. a lot of different music, how like music can, um, they can be a touchstone in yeah. your life. And mm-hmm. I feel like that has happened quite a bit. Um, with Bastille.
talked about it so much I thought we'd play skulls for you so something that we didn't get a chance to talk about before was all of the mashups and the great covers that Bastille does yeah. you know I think I mentioned before that the way that I discovered them was the Miley Cyrus uh, cover mm-hmm. of we can't stop only of course he he pronounces it <laughs> we can't stop <laughs> and we won't stop. I love that you can hear his accent so yes, much yes. Do you guys have a favorite cover that they've done? Um, this is what we came for was oh, definitely one of my favorites. So good. That was so, so good. And then Oh Holy Night. Oh, that's another one that's just great. So I think that this is what we what you came for. I think they combined that with I Knew You Were Trouble by with yes. um Taylor Swift yeah. and Bang Bang, My mm-hmm. Baby Shot Me Down. That was a great mashup. I liked um for me one of the ones that I really liked besides Miley Cyrus, of course, but a mashup is um Final Song with Craig David's Seven Days mm-hmm. and the Final Countdown. Oh my god, when that came on with It's the Final <laughs> I always love that song, but when they started doing it, I was like, oh my god, that's such a good one. It was so much fun. It's such a fun addition to it like is. any song or it, that song. Yeah, exactly, with those you know, extra horns and stuff. And mm-hmm. Oh Holy Night, I think we were talking about it before. Oh Holy Night is like by far, hands down, my favorite Christmas song. So just like on its own when we're in church, love, love, love it. But then to hear your favorite band sing it and cover it, do a beautiful cover. It's beautiful. It's so good. It's too good. I liked. um, Did you like the last one? Um, I think the last one I heard was "I Don't Want to Miss a Thing" and it's the end of the world with Aerosmith. Yes, that one I think was just so great. It was so much. So cool. Yeah. It's just so cool. And songs that you don't always expect, don't them, expect to, them to do. to cover. Mm-hmm. Like when I heard, um, when they did Human, which is by Rag and Bone, Rag and Bone Man, mm-hmm. um, 
and they did human combined with don't you want me baby <laughs> which is so old school i was like what do you know about that song <laughs> how do you know that song i just love when they do that you know which other one i really like that they did mm-hmm. and it was right before i believe right before they released like wild world and it was it's killer Yes, and they mixed yeah. in four, four walls. walls, and yeah. you know they've done Killer before, like the cover yes, and one have. of their like mixtapes. But it's they more have. like you know like a beat, and it's like medium mm-hmm. kind of like yeah. no dance. This one music. was was uh, it was like they took it down a notch. Yes, and then they added four walls to it, it and you're per- like, Ooh, perfect. I love that. Like I think even Seal tweeted at them and was like, that's yes. a great cover. Yeah. It was a good one. It was just so. It good. was such such a good one. I really love that they do that, and they're not afraid to mash up things that you wouldn't really expect. Mm-hmm. I'll stay up till all hours of the nights listening and waiting for them to do these great mashups and covers on like BBC. Mm-hmm. And I think I mentioned on a previous episode that waiting to hear them is how I discovered new music sometimes. Oh, and yes. I discovered Grime with Stormzy and Wiley and all that stuff. And it's because I'm listening, I'm literally in LA listening to like morning time UK radio, <laughs> waiting for them to come on and do one of their killer freaking mashups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just, they do such a great job with it. And then of course, you know, so they have two albums and then they have three mixtapes. Which is the other people's heart, um, other people's heartache, which is basically them sort of mashing up their songs with other people's music. Yeah, and I think um, the first two they kind of just illegally did on yeah. their own. Yes, they didn't have copyright or something, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, of course not. You can't just take other people's songs <laughs> mm-hmm. and then make money from it. But um, that's all right. And then they did the third one, which was great. And then of course there are the songs that don't make it onto albums. But they just release like hanging. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I love, love hanging. They put it on vinyl, but mm-hmm. I know. But I thought for sure that it was going to be on Wild World, and it wasn't. Me too. Yeah, I was, I was surprised. surprised. Yeah, because they too. played it at a few shows. They, they did. did. Yeah, I've recorded yeah. it. A couple I heard it like times. three times. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it live, and I love it. And so mm-hmm. I was like, Dude, don't leave me hanging. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for you. Coming for you. So I was like, oh, that's a great one. And then there was another one. Oh, we were born to be together. Oh, gosh. Torn apart. Torn apart. That's another one that they didn't, that, that wasn't so on good. an album. They just released. No. Oh, just that like, one's actually on Versus. Yeah. On, oh. On three. On the other, other people's third one. Yeah. Other people's story. Oh, okay. Three. It's on other people's. Oh, okay. What was great is that they ended up doing like a stripped down version of it oh as well, God, which is just beautiful. beautiful. Like, I honestly wish that, like, and I feel like they'll do it one day. Like, I know that they're huge, they'll go back and they'll look at their roots and then they'll be like, you know what? We're gonna do, like, an acoustic stripped back, like, strings version right. of, like, all of our songs or something. Yeah. Like, I feel like they absolutely have to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, all those Booker Hill sessions are mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Oh, they're so beautiful And to recently the Capitol Studios? Yeah, there's those, two, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the ones that they do at Capitol mm-hmm. Studios. They, yeah. they released yeah. Warmth and I... They're gonna release Glory soon. Yes, I know. I know. Oh, people have kept it from us. People have been asking him. Like every time he tweets something, he's like, "Hmm, I went bowling today. When are you gonna release Glory?" <laughs> <laughs> well, then someone says something like, "Don't mess it up," and he's like, "I'm gonna try my best not to." <laughs> yeah, I know. You're just like, okay. The pressure is on. The pressure okay. is definitely on for that one, which I think is hilarious. Um, I think we also talked about. Like, the other thing that we love about them so much being that 
their genuineness and their kindness to their fans that extends to their crew as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, and just the people that they surround themselves with, mm-hmm. it seems like. You know, I've met Greg Nolan, who's been a photographer for them off and on for quite some time, and he was so, 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 so great. You know, and I think you've met, I think, their sound engineer. Yeah, Coop. Who's he's, really nice. He's also as well. extremely nice, you know. He's and, so, he's approachable, you know. Yeah. He'll pay attention to you. Yeah. And you know their crew who will give, you know, I can't tell you how many people I've seen with like set lists and just all sorts of things, you know, after the show that their crew have been kind enough to to give to them mm-hmm. or when they uh, have something for them. They'll come out and take it for them so that it can get to yeah. them. Even Dick will do yeah, that. Yeah, their too. tour manager. Oh yeah, their yeah. tour manager, Dick Meredith. Oh my god. Always, like I actually always. want to meet him just so I can take my own dick pic. <laughs> 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 and someone was really clever and actually made a guitar pick with Dick's face oh, on yeah. it oh and gosh. gave it to Will. That's <laughs> so he had his own dick pic. <laughs> so funny. It's brilliant, I think. I think it's mm-hmm. just so super cute. It's so funny. And you know, the fans do this for him because he's so kind also. Yeah, right. you know, he is he's, great. He's extremely nice. You know, there's been times where like the guys don't come out after shows, you mm-hmm. know, people brought them gifts. You know, someone mm-hmm. will tweet him and he'll be like, hey, I came to pick up the gifts. You know? Oh, yeah. that's so sweet. And he's done because, that you know, multiple fans have patients. worked so hard mm-hmm. and have purchased things or have made things and have taken like, you know, hours and and weeks and months to make something for them you know and then you're like oh no i'm not going to even get an opportunity to give it to them so it's really it's really great that he'll come out and he'll do that and you know as we've seen on snapchat and instagram stories and their twitter and their instagram and all the rest of it they really appreciate when fans do that for him i mean he literally went through that um that book recently the one of like people which i thought was crazy it was Not so crazy, funny. but yeah. it's so interesting that Dan posted a picture of himself with le- letters from a birthday cake that spelled out shit, and it just went viral among <laughs> fans. And so many people did various drawings of it, different styles, different styles and stuff. That um, someone they, compiled it. Somebody compiled it and put it together in a book, which is really cool. So many different styles, yeah. but all super talented artists. Yeah. It's crazy. All right, so we have a couple of more tweets from some folks. At Hey Campbell says, I loved their music long before I even got to know the band. Now I love them because they're a band with substance. Well, That's a good one. I like that. Um, at Overjoyed Song says, Amazing band. Wow World really captured how people feel about the world right now. The promo they did with the WWCons concept was genius. So true because, um, oh, that song, The Currents. Is so fucking current. (laughs) I mean, it's beyond current. Like, you hear the words and you're like, you know, um, won't you stop firing off the crazies? I think, or something like that. Ugh, the line. There's so many lines in that song that you're just like, like he's a freaking psychic. How did he yeah. know? Yeah, you know it's that like relatable be... to you know everything going on nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so are you a real? Psychic? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Real. yeah, it really does. Um, at FML underscore Nink N Y N K E says because they saved my life 
every single day and give me the power to keep going. They're truly heroes. XX. At Yasmin7380 says, I love how different and interesting their songs are, like mini stories and narratives made to fit two albums, which is so true. The other thing that I really like about the Wild World album are all the little clips that they put in between. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think uh, Tom Middleton, their videographer, Mm -hmm. I think helped them find all of those clips. Yeah. And they did just such a great job with it. You know, like the send them off one where he's like, it was a slight on my honor. (laughs) (laughs) At Sweet Nothing with a J instead of an I says, thanks to their music, I made a lot of friends and they shaped who I am today. And they're awesome, of course. At Kyle Lust Cat says, because I just relate to them so much. At Lethargy Sky says, their music and lyrics mean a lot to me. I know I can rely on them to make me smile whenever I'm down. They're my inspiration. Honestly, everyone just like encapsulates, I think, everything that we feel about them. You know what I mean? Yeah, that we've been saying. At No Angels um, with a C instead of an E says, I like Bastille. Because their music speaks a, speaks a lot, and they're the most caring, lovely guys. They help me through life and inspire me. At Coster X Hong says they are woke as fuck, or they are woke AF is what she said. But that's okay. We're gonna put an explicit rating on this anyway because I curse so much. But so true because Will woke as fuck, which is another reason why I love him so much. Yeah. Yeah. You know the stuff that he tweets about oh, is sweet. like, oh my god, yes, Will, yes, yes, dude. <laughs> speaking for the minority, exactly. Yeah. Speaking for all. Um, let's see. So she also says because it shows how much they love their music, they put on a great show and are incredible live. They care about their fans and are so huge but remain so humble. And their songs range from small daily things to tackling issues that are tough to confront. Like, I think she, like, hit the nail right on the head. I think that's, like, the whole concept of Wild World in general. Yeah. It's so true. Mm -hmm. So true. At Hey Addison says, because they love and care about their fans. At OMG1R says, incredible music and text that can show you many things about the world or yourself that you haven't noticed before. They care about fans so much that it hurts me. (laughs) Not gonna lie, they are handsome as hell. Also, great performances and big hearts, but that is common. That's a commonly known fact. <laughs> At Blue Eyed Days says, "I like Bastille because they saved my life. They sing about important important issues while not making their songs cliche." So yeah. true. At Cat Perry says, "Because they've contributed to blurring the lines between genres and because they consistently do things their own way," which yeah. is so true. Very, Very true. So true. At Hannah Cluender says their music has connected me to all of my closest friends and gives me a reason to travel places I wouldn't go otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) That is very true. And relatable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And places that you kind of want to go. Like after they went to Lithuania, I was like, I want to go to Lithuania. (laughs) I "I know there's so many cool things here now. Exactly. You're like, shoot, I want to go there. Before Bastille had never really traveled outside of Texas. Yeah. For like any other reason. Like I had been to Europe once and it was Mm -hmm. just like a random you know, vacation, but mm-hmm. outside of like the US, rest of Texas, I had never really seen it before. Sure. And then Bastille happened, I went to, you know, Arizona, I've been to Colorado, you know, yeah, Nevada. Like, oh, yeah. It's crazy, you know, they've brought more than just like great music into my life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They've brought it, it's a lot more. Mm-hmm. A lot yes. more. At Zutsen05 says, because they are always themselves, no one pretends. Thanks to them, I feel that I am not alone in this wild world. 
And at Bastille Perfect says their music is always there for me and they're always giving us things to look forward to. They care about all of us so much. Which, like I said, I think everyone was so eloquent in their reasons of like why they like Bastille. Mm -hmm. That's why I wanted to read um, as many as possible. And I think, I hope that I got through all of it. I apologize if I did not. Um, and if you guys want to see these for yourself, like I said before, the hashtag is WSOA Bestial. Ladies, thanks again for being on the show. I really, 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 really appreciate thank it. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. It's great to be able to talk about Bestial. It's, it's, it's always fun. It's always fun talking about Bestial. Like, you don't even want to stop. I'm like, let's oh, just keep going. Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, if other fans want to find you on social media where can they find you carolina so i'm on twitter and instagram under the same username um at caro alexis which is caro with two o's and you know i'll tweet about bestial my life <laughs> just like everyone else <laughs> exactly and what about you joanne um my twitter is j m o r g a n d o Perfect. And I will definitely, when I tweet about this and Instagram about it and Facebook about it and Tumblr about it and all the rest of it, <laughs> I will social definitely, media exactly, it. social media blitz, I will make sure to tag them on it. So we are just getting ready for the show. Yeah. We are in Vegas waiting to see um, Bessiel and I can't believe it, but my Twitter campaign finally worked miracle of miracles the choice of playing winter of our use was given to us on twitter and thankfully it won so yes. i will get to hear winter of our youth tonight so exciting so exciting i am going to be in that audience swaying to the music <laughs> just feeling my feelings listening to winter of our youth anyway just want to tell you guys thanks again Thank you. for being on the show i'll come back after this
That was such a great show. Oh, they never disappoint. They put on such a great live experience and it's just so good, too good, you know, just to be surrounded by like, like-minded fans with a great show and that place, the Chelsea is just bumping. Like when everybody jumps up and down, like the entire place shakes so they were literally like shaking the place. It was fantastic. Just so good. And they did. They played Winter of Our Youth. I just, oh my God, it was so good. It was so good. It was everything that I wanted and more. Like it literally brought tears to my eyes. The fact that I was listening to it live, you know, some, I don't know, six, eight months from when I heard it the first time at that listening thing. I just, oh, I die. I die. It was so good. Megan um, on Twitter, she's uh, One Last Sunrise, was kind enough to tape the entire thing for me from the barricade. So I will forever have that for posterity, which I'm super, super excited about. I also got my first set list today. And how fitting is it that my first set list includes Winter of Our Youth, which I think they've only played one other time ages ago on this tour. So I feel special. Oh, and I feel super, super special because I tweeted at the guys that I know, you know, that I didn't think that hashtag Winter of Our Youth, like them playing Winter of Our Youth in Vegas was for me, but I'm going to claim it anyway. And Woody came back and said, who said it wasn't? 
He may have been joking, but I will forever think that they played Winter of Our Youth in Vegas for me. <laughs> and just for me. <laughs> I'll take it. I don't care. I know it's silly, but I will take it. All right. So just want to thank Carolina and Joanne once more for being on the podcast. was so much fun to discuss Bastille with like-minded fans. Also want to thank everyone who responded to the hashtag WSOA Bastille and answered the question, why do you like Bastille? Really, really appreciate it. And guys, if you ever listen to this episode, just know that you have really sincere fans that really, really appreciate everything that you guys do and really enjoy the music. So we just hope you keep on keeping on. That is it for our bonus episode about Bastille. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye now.